Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A., and I reside in Colorado, heading to L.A. by plane today for the O.A. birthday. Yay! I'm recovered, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm excited to meet you all who are coming. Today is Thursday, January 12, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, We Agnostics. We're on page 55. The first paragraph, it begins with, yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, ending with, tell ourselves it wasn't so. That's one paragraph we're going to read and share on. Today's readers of the uh, Team Thursday, we have Nancy R., Katie G., Vanita L., Reva P., Ann A., and Matt J. F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, January 11, 2023, are for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, 19,840. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, it's 19,841. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose. It's to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And here at the Vision for You Big Book study, the message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps in the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. All right. Well, I've now asked Reva P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as the program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thanks so much, Reva. All right, up next, I'll now ask Nancy R. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jenna. Good morning, and good morning, everyone. I'm Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York, grateful to read the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest property and prestige divert us from our primary, from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our, our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me do, for letting me do service. Grateful and, and have a wonderful day, and I pass. Thank you. Absolutely, you too. Thanks so much, ladies. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we'll stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter We Agnostics in the big book on page 55. We're reading that very first paragraph and sharing on that one paragraph only. And I will now ask Katie G to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. Hey, Jen, thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, guys. This is KG, recovered from compulsive eating in Boston. Yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world. People who rose above their problems, they say God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves 
it was not true. Gosh, what a privilege. So I just noticed, I was so struck by the following words, flight, which means gliding, rising above my problems, which means I'm not no longer allowing myself to be hurt or controlled by spiritual liberation, which means release and made free. And spiritual release means to flow freely. You know, and I've been in the rooms for 18 years, and I've seen a lot of really beautiful uh, people and, and, and saying that, you know, God did this, you know, that God somehow rescued them from the bondage. Like, so I thought about what the opposite of all these words are, right? And I had this picture of me like shackled like Bob Marley from um, A Christmas Story or whatever that is, Christmas Carol, shackled by like weight and numbers and laxatives and exercise bulimia and even deeper selfishness and fear and dishonesty and rage and comparison and competition and all the jealousy and envy and all the character defects that make up who I am when I don't have God. And then I'm coming to this room and I'm being told, you guys are free. I mean, that is so remarkable. And the worst thing that happened to me is that I believed the lie. I believed that I had to be someone in Overeaters Anonymous. I believed I had to be someone in order to be recovered. And I, my ego took over and I started lying, right? And when it's one of our beloved sisters taught me, if you lie, it's like putting a sign on your forehead or your heart saying, God, do not enter. And it started slowly, right? I got on the scale a couple times. I started getting doing more and more exercise. And the next thing I knew, I too was shackled by selfishness and dishonesty. And the worst thing about being so shackled is that I felt alone in the room of Overeaters Anonymous, of my family, because all I could do was stay in my head. And I have to tell you, it is so. I have to, I have said to people, no, it isn't so. There's no way that you guys, that, that God has freed you, you long-termers, that God has, has brought you all that joy and all that release. But I'm here to tell you it's true. I finally had the, the, the God freedom to say, yes, I am not free. I am, I'm in relapse. I'm underweight and I need help. And the only help that I can imagine is God. So help me. Tell me what to do. And if you're sitting here wondering what you have to do, get a sponsor and follow us. This program is not for anybody special. It's for anybody who needs it, wants it, and does it. We're here for you. And the freedom Man, it is here. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Well, thanks, Katie. That's awesome. Wow, what a great opening to our meeting this morning. And we do value every we do value everybody who's here on the line with us this morning. We ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way, others can be heard and they can share their experience, strength, and too. We love to hear a variety of voices. So, who would like to share on what was read today? I'll go ahead and take. One name at a time. Jackie B. from the Bronx. I'll need the first initial of your last name, and then we'll get started. Go right ahead. Reva P. Reva. Sarah. Jackie B. from the Bronx. 
I have Sharon, somebody who's in their car. If you could go ahead and mute, all it is is staticky. Thank you so much for muting. It was so hard for everybody to hear. I have Reva, Sharon, and Jackie. Anyone else? Press star one if you want to unmute and be heard. I think we had to mute the line again because there was a lot of static. If you'd like to share, I'll take your first name and the first initial of your last name. Could you say that one more time or spell it for me, please? Tier, S-H-I-R, F as in S. Thank you. Share what page and Thank you for showing that. Page we're on paragraph page 55. Yep, we're in the big book, page 55, first Call. paragraph, reading one paragraph Call. only. Anyone? Colleen Anyone M. Colleen M. Thank you, Colleen, for patience. Colleen M. And Lori one more B. person. Lori B. Lori B. South New York. Thanks, Lori. All right, well, we got through that. Thanks for your patience, everybody. This is who I heard, Reva P., Sharon, give me the first initial of your last name when you get up, Jackie B., Sheer F., Colleen M., and Lori B. Go right ahead, Reva. Good morning. It's Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto, yet. So in spite of all my prejudice and old ideas and reasoning and justification and evidence that this is not going to work, Yet, what did I see when I came in? Um, you know, I, I thought when I first came into program that it was the bondage of the food. And once I got released of the food and the food was in its place, then I'd be fine. Um, but once the food was down and I saw how crazy I was, um, and I started getting a glimmer of my thinking as I started the inventory process, I realized, you know, I was in bondage from my thinking, and then I learn in a couple of pages that my thinking, um, diseased thinking is driven by self. That's the root of my problem. It's a good thing I didn't know that the root of my problem was my selfishness when I was reading this, because I don't know if I would have really uh, accepted that so um, openly. Um, but, you know, I knew that there was some kind of spiritual liberation. I, I could just see. Um, I couldn't put into words, but I saw people who looked free, and it was way more than their body size. They just had this aura of ease and peace and comfortable in their own skin. And I was none of those things. And I too looked up this, you know, business of liberation, because that's what I, that's what I really want. Setting me free, setting me free from imprisonment. And, you know, we talk about bondage and third step prayer, you know, release me of the bondage. I'm in bondage from um, these old ideas and beliefs that, that drive the prejudice, that drive the crazy um, actions. And it also says freedom um, from limited thoughts. Um, so I am amazed that after so many years, God still, and, and who makes this possible? Not me. I don't realize my uh, faulty thinking and say, oh, I think I'll change that. God makes this possible. So step two, you know, um, is the solution, but I've got to do the work and the remaining steps. So I access God. So he shows me my false 
beliefs and my faulty thinking. Um, and I'm amazed how much more is being revealed after all this time. Um, I don't think I learn more. I've heard I go deeper. I go deeper to more of the core, core, um, unhealthy, insane disease thinking. Um, and that's why I need God, which is what step two is about. And that's why I need to keep doing this stuff. Um, once I access God, he makes these things possible. Amazing. With that, I pass. Well, thanks so much, Reva P. Up next, we have Sharon, followed by Jackie P. Good morning to you, Sharon. Good morning. Yes, I'm Sharon D. Yes. Hey, Sharon. Um, hey, this is my... Sharon. Yes. Yeah. I'm so yes. sorry. All it is is a bunch of static and background noise. Um, when you share, is it possible for you to not be on a speakerphone or a car? Sounds up like what's causing the noise. Yeah, probably not, just because I'm on my way to work during this meeting and I only catch the first half. But thank you anyway. I will. I'll try another time. Okay, I do apologize. It's squealing in the background. So, um, okay, please. Okay, please thank do you. try another time. We want your voice to be heard. Thanks. All right, up next we have Jackie B. followed by Sheer F. Go ahead, Jackie. Good morning, everybody. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Thank you so much, everyone, for your shares. And the person who spoke before me, um, I totally identify as well as a speaker. Um, for me, uh, the greatest gift for me is understanding that I'm not God. I mean, that's the bottom line. Every Everything that dictated to me um, that got me up to 373 pounds was what Jackie um, considered was reality. Uh, you know, I had my own expectations, my own predetermined things because I could not in the world phantom that something greater than myself could take care of this problem. You know, the food I ate because I, I, I didn't feel nurtured. I didn't feel that anybody really cared whether I lived or died on this earth. I ate because, um, you know, things didn't go my way or things went my way, but not the way I wanted it to turn out. Um, why wasn't I worshipped? Why wasn't I put as the greatest human being on God's green earth? And what, the, what I now know is, is that I have a power greater than myself once I put the food down, that's going to guide me, who's going to tell me, Jackie, you know what? Why are you irritated? Why are you upset? Maybe you need to do a 10-step. Maybe you need to look at where you're at, at unease so that you can better see where your part is. You know, I know now that I am manipulative. I know now that... Um, no one in this world can give me uh, and fill the hole that exists. What exists is a power greater than myself and the fellowship because I need fellows to bounce off um, these thoughts because I think I'm insane. And the only way to get uninsane is to speak about it so that I don't go to the refrigerator. You know, life is not perfect. L nothing in this world is ever going to get, you know, 
into euphoria, okay? But I know one thing. As long as I don't eat that coffee truck worth of food, I have another chance at life today. I have another chance that even if my body hurts today, I can physically walk 180 pounds lighter than I did when I was 373 pounds. The bottom line is, though, that doesn't mean that I sit on my tuchus and not keep moving. I have to keep changing. I have to keep looking at my food. I have to keep looking at my actions. I have to keep asking God for help. I have to understand that I can't change the world. I can only change me. And that is what I get from this program. And I get it because even when I don't feel like I want to, I do it because I know people who come ahead of me have done this. And and because they succeed, I can succeed as long as I'm willing to be truthful about my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate you, Jackie B. Up next is Sheer F, followed by Colleen M. Go right ahead, Sheer. Good morning. This is Sheer F from Northern New York. And um, this reading today really spoke to me because when I came into program 23 years ago, I didn't know anything about spiritual release. I just knew that I was so addicted to sugar that I was barely functioning because I just had to be putting sugar in my mouth all the time. Um, and I joined the little OA group in my town, and I don't know if I saw spiritual release there. There was actually no recovery in that group, but luckily we stayed close to the literature. And in the literature, I read about recovery. I had hope that I could have it. And over time, you know, gradually, gradually, gradually worked the steps in a very kind of casual way and did did improve my recovery and eventually was able to another binge foods and become abstinent over time. Um, but a few years ago I finally started meeting people who were recovered and who had that spiritual release, and they're the ones who got me onto this meeting where I hear a lot of that. Um, and I still didn't think it was possible for me because I had always struggled with the higher power. Um, but this past spring, I got it. I did my steps. I let go of my self-centered fear about my job, and I felt that release. It was un believable. I had the best year of my entire life because of working these steps, because of finding a higher power, and because of spiritual release. Unfortunately, there is more to be revealed, though. I am I am now finding myself falling back into ego and comparing myself negatively and feeling like I'm realizing that there's more work to do and that I have to go back and I have to keep asking what would God have me do? That was what gave me that belief. What would God have me do? God would not have me be somebody who worries about how good I am, how I compare to other people. God would simply have me do what's in front of me to do. 
help others to realize I'm human and not perfect and that I did the best I could for today and that tomorrow better. And that's it. You know, and that's what gave me that spiritual relief is putting that trust in God to show me what to do and not feeling like I have to do everything to everyone. So I know that's where I need to get back to. Really enjoyed all the shares so far. I love the community and this paragraph. Well, thanks so much, Share Up. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and sharing today. Up next, we have Colleen M. followed by Lori B. Hey, Colleen. Hey, Jen. Thank you for your service. Hi, everyone. It's Colleen M. from Maryland, recovered compulsive overeater. So grateful today. And this paragraph is just exactly where I have been. Um, we saw another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people rising above their problems. They said that God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but like like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. So I've just been going through a little bit of a, a spiritual struggle lately, um, afraid, uh, and I think it's a step two issue, afraid of what God's going to ask of me and what that price would, would be. And, uh, you know, my mind, my, you know, Sinful mind, selfish mind, it's the addict mind, I don't know what, it wants to continue to tell me that God is not going to, uh, or is going to ask something really hard of me, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to suffer, or, um, you know, or there's going to be a price to pay. But when I am, um, when I am totally commit, uh, surrendered to my higher power, that peace, um, that transcends all understanding is it's almost like another drug. You know, I, I want that so desperately. And when I'm not there, it's really uncomfortable. And I know that this has taken long because my ego would like to believe that I am capable of changing myself and um, changing my thinking. I lived my whole life on how I felt. And today I know that and I heard this yesterday on the meeting, feelings mean absolutely nothing. I don't, have to feel connected to God to believe that he's available to me. And um, I, I have to be, I have to choose to believe that. Um, and the more that I can choose to believe that and grow in closeness to my higher power and work on this relationship, like it's been said a lot over these weeks that um, this is a journey and um, it, it's daily. I have to seek this relationship. And the fruits are just amazing. Um, I've never felt so free. Uh, it's not every day. It's probably 90% of the time. But I have to be honest when I am in this place of doubt and fear um, and speak to others and do a fear inventories and look at the lies that I have believed for so many, so much of my life. And that's what's blocked me from having this relationship and uh, with God and so my feelings don't really matter today. I have to remind myself of that regularly. And I'm so grateful for being part of this group and, uh, you know, and just the healing that I've gotten. So if you're struggling out there, you know, do not give up until the miracle happens. Um, if you do the work, it will come. Thanks for letting me share. I'll pass. Absolutely. Thank you, Colleen M. Up next, we have Lori B., and Lori, before you start sharing, if you'd give me just a moment to let people know where we're at. 
We're continuing in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter, We Agnostics. We're on page number 55. We're reading that first paragraph. Um, that's what was shared upon this morning. The paragraph starts with, yet we had been seeing another kind of flight. And it ends with, tell ourselves it wasn't <laughs> tongue twister. Tell ourselves it wasn't so. So um, after Lori B, uh, I'll take some more shares. But Lori, kick it off for us, would you? Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Lori B, and I'm from New York City. And I'd like to first start us to say thank you all for your service of being here and also for carrying the message each and every day for me. Um, a strange thing happened. It was right before I got on the call, I got disconnected. And I was like, wow, any other time I would have panicked, you know, but because of this program, I received that liberation that everything is not in my control and that, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I, I choose to let my higher power, who I call God today, um, handle that situation. And here I am on the meeting sharing like I was um, asked to do. But um, I just wanted to say, like, in, in coming to OA um, and doing what we do, which is this program, I found flight from the food and the suffering of of which I endured because of it. You know, um, I was a slave to to eating and bad behaviors of eating, and that was lifted from me because God continues to provide the necessary tools that I need to be liberated, you know, and, and it's liberation from the, the grips of this disease. So I continue to follow his plan, and with that, everything falls into place for me. You know, um, this happens only because I have a relationship with my higher power. Um, I noticed that I have 95 days of abstinence and I noticed in this this brief amount of time which is an accomplishment for me that I um, have more mental clarity um, I was living in a fog when I was in the food and my decision making wasn't good at all but the reason why I bring that up is because um my mental clarity has become clear, and I've been suffering, and it's because of my, a job that I have that I don't like to be in. And every day I'd suffer and be in the food because of it. You know, I was a grazer, and um, if something went wrong, I ate something. If something went right, I ate something. So um, the, the mental clarity was that I could finally leave this position. You know, um, I'm at the age now I can have early retirement. And I chose to do that. But I only chose to do that when I say mental clarity is because I had something else that I was going to be able to be hired for. And I think that, you know, the interview process and everything shows, you know, when I'm following the program, everything clicks. Everything goes, you know, goes in motion and it's a well-oiled machine. And I'm grateful for that because um, I made the decision to leave that position to go into a position that I'm very passionate about. Um, and Time, it's, please. It's a good feeling because 
I know that if I continue to put my trust in my higher power, that everything will be all right. I mean, I'm so calm and steady, and I think I'm grateful, and I thank God for this. Time, please. Thank you, and I'll end with that. Thanks so much, Lori B. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your share. And we do value everybody's experiences on the lines today. We ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way we can hear a variety of voices and others can share their experience too. Also, don't forget the uh, state in which you're calling from. I get people texting me during the meeting and they want to know who you are so they can find you on the member list. So who would like to share this morning? I'll take one name at a time. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. I heard Pamela P. that there were people before you. Who is that? Julie M. Thanks, Julie. Julie M. Donna S. Donna S. Gloria B. Missouri. Gloria B. else would like to share this morning. I have Julie M, Donna S, Pamela P, and Gloria B. Don B D. Don B D. And one more. Anybody? We have a quiet group this morning. All right, well let's go back and start from the top. Julie M. followed by Donna S. Good morning for you. Good morning to you, Julie. Hey, Jen. It's Julie M. in Colorado. And that last sentence, um, we have seen spiritual release but liked to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Oh, my gosh. That resonates with me so much. And it, um, it just brings to me how difficult it has been for me at times to really put my trust in God. Um, I have gone, I've been in program now for, I think, 12 years, and I've, I've gone through times feeling so connected and so guided. And then I have gone through times feeling so incredibly far away from God. And I, I realize, you know, it's the unfolding of an, peeling back the layers of an onion that, each time I feel disconnected, I just have to look at where am I not being honest in my life? You know, where are my actions not in line with what my higher power really wants for me? And sometimes it's so hard for me to see that. Um, But when I feel far away from God, I know that there's something I'm doing that's not in line with what my higher power wants for me. And so, you know, going back to step 11, getting really quiet and connecting with God and asking God, what would you have me be? You know, what is, what is it that you want for me today? What is it that, how can I show up for you? Um, man, I, I grew up, I remember the day as a, as a young girl where I said to myself, I remember having the thought, there is no one I can depend on in this world except for myself, 100%. I will never, ever, ever allow anyone else to um, take that place of, of trust in my life. And 
it's hard for me to lean into God. But when I'm feeling disconnected, when life is not working for me, that is when I have to lean in the most. And so with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Julian from Colorado. Up next, we have Donna S. followed by Pamela P. Hey, Donna. Hi, good morning. I'm Donna S. in South Florida. Thank you all for all your shares. It just really helps me every morning to listen to this. And when I don't, I feel very disconnected. But um, uh, this paragraph, it's it's just a whole... God's spiritual paragraph. Um, I came in the rooms a long time ago through another program, and it took me a long time to get the. um, It took me a long time to get the connection. My thinking was so, so distorted, messed up, and um, I come to you know I find OA uh, very. um, It's it's what I need. Put it that way. The other program I don't need as much anymore, even though I keep one foot in the door. But my higher power has um, really, uh, when I let my higher power take care of the problems that I went through over, over my life, he really ironed them out good. And, it's, you know, it took a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't something easy. It was a lot of a lot of work on myself, a lot of service, a lot of uh, fellowship, a lot of meetings. It took a lot. And, um, you know, with OA, I have to do the same because sometimes I want to be like other people, and I know I'm not. And when I listen to you guys, the miracle does happen in this program. You know, there is that spiritual release if I turn it over to God. I have to... Um, really search for my connection with my higher power in the morning. Like, what does he want me to do? I have to sit quietly and um, journal about what God wants me to do for my day because my day could really get out of hand and my thinking goes all over the place. But I have to go through um, my food plan. First thing, I really have to do that. And I have to be prepared, um, prepared, prepared you know, for each step of the way when it comes to that. Because if I don't, I'm off. I'm off with my food. If I just start just thinking I'm like somebody else, that I can go through the day like like a normal, well, you know, what kind, what kind of normal person. But if I put God there and I write it out, what do you want me to do today? The first thing is always take care of myself. That's it. Take care of myself, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually. If I don't do those three things, I'm all over the place. And um, I appreciate all your shares, and I'm so grateful to be here. That's all I have. Thank you. Grateful that you came today. Thanks, Donna S. from Florida, for your share this morning. Up next, we have Miss Pamela P., followed by Gloria B. Go ahead, Pamela. Hi, this is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. God bless you all. Yes, what I got from the paragraph is um, I do trust God because God has proven himself. Um, he has helped me um, through the pain of being abused from my mother. He had helped me uh, when I was in child porn, uh, the pedophile, when I was little for two years. He helped me when I was human trafficking for two and a half months. 
And either all the time I was in the adult industry, he always, I always felt he loved that he would dare to try help me to get me out because God don't force himself on us. He dare to help, but it our choice. Um, so right now, the food is up and down now. Um, especially this year, I had a relapse at the end of last year. And the certain thing I just can't do no more. And even simple thing, like sitting down with my boyfriend, and especially when he parents around, they eating you know, at the table. That just, I just can't do it no more. So that's just weird. And then other things like preparing them food itself, you know, something microwave. We eat it preparing, like oatmeal, cutting up, or the, the fruit. I can't do that no more. That just bothered me. And there's certain things I just can never do because it triggered me to go to the food. So the food had hindered, hurt me a lot having the addiction, especially in my older year. And I'm just struggling. And uh, the last few days I have been losing weight again, so I thank God, but I'm an egg cell right now. And not because of God, it's just that this disease is scary. And so today I'm not going to the gym. I walk today after three days straight. So I am nervous and I am obsessing with the gym thing. When I don't go to the gym, those day are scary for me. But I'm really going to do a lot of program. I'm really going to make an effort to listen to the whole meeting recording. And I did thank God for OA and vision for you. I mean, vision for you to me, amazing. It, it does so much recovery. It's ridiculous. It's it awesome. And I know God is there. I know God cares. So I am, every morning, I do give it to God. And I do get a lot of time with God. But I must. I don't got no choice. Because he my savior. He my higher power. So and he speaks to all of y'all. So I do want to say thank you, vision, for you. And you know, never give up before that miracle happens. And we all are miracles. And for that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela P. Up next, we have Gloria B. followed by Dawn B.D. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for your shares so far, and thank you for the service. Um, it keeps this meeting going. Uh, you know, this whole chapter seems to be about faith and and a higher power, and that was the hardest, hardest thing for me when I came into OA. Um, you know, I did not want to admit that I couldn't do this on my own. So the other, you know, the other morning I was thinking about this, you know, step one, um, you know, we admitted we were powerless, you know, so I had to um, believe that I was powerless. And then, you know, step two, came to believe the power greater greater than ourselves could restore sanity. I have to believe and you know and to me um, belief, faith and trust all go hand in hand and so those three things I have struggled with you know first you know believing that I am a compulsive overeater and that I can't do this by myself and then having the faith you know that he could and would if he was thought and the trust you know the trust that it will happen, you know, and it can happen. It's happened for countless others and countless programs, folks get programs, you know, so why why not me? You know? 
instead of saying, why me, poor me, why do I have these, not, you know, turn it to, why not me, that can recover, that will recover, um, and that, you know, a higher power will do for me what he's done for others, you know. So it's been, um, I don't know why, you know, I've been around the program for a long time, and, and why, you know, why is it now all of a sudden these things are coming clear, well, or coming coming back around, I guess. It's not that they, it's just clearer, maybe, I guess, is what it is. And um, just seeing it in a whole different light and seeing my attitudes and thought patterns kind of changing, um, which, you know, thanks. Thank you, God, they have, you know, um, my my stubbornness is less, I guess, you know, um, where I do, I do see myself having more um, trust and, and faith that, um, uh, you know, that, that there is a higher power that, does, that will and can and wants to work in my life for me, instead of uh, thinking that uh, I could do it on my own. And that um, it doesn't, uh, that I don't need help, you know, I can handle it. So anyway, um, if that made any sense at all, I'll pass. Y'all have a great day. Makes total sense to me. Thanks, Gloria B. All right, up next we have Dawn B. D. Gloria, go ahead, Dawn. Good morning, everybody. My name is Dawn B. D. and I'm calling in from Nebraska gratitude for all of you doing the behind the scenes work and everyone that's talked you know it's one of those days that i think god is absolutely hysterical i think about all of our fellows heading to an airport and traveling and i think about what's going on in the u.s with airports right now and here we are reading a paragraph that references flight and spirituality and today's daily reflection was acceptance and again what a what a jokester God is. And what I'm thinking about is that the physical airport, if you think about a flight and a physical flight, there's nothing like walking into an airport to recognize how I have zero control over anything, absolutely no control other than how I respond. And that's where I can control, um, you know, just my responses. But I totally have to turn it over once I walk in there. And when you think about an actual flight in the plane and you think about there's one person that is deemed the person in charge, and that would be the pilot, and that's God. That's God for me, and he's directing everything. And he might have somebody at his right hand. Um, you know, he's got other people probably on the plane that have pilot's licenses. But I think about all of us, too, in the body of that flight and, and hanging out with God and then hanging out with each other. And that's our program. That's our fellowship. And I've got this deep, intimate conversation going with somebody that I might not ever see again. And again, that's us. That might be one phone call that changes your life. You've never met that person and you never talk to that person again. Our meals are controlled. You know, I don't have the ability to jump up and, and order a bunch of food unless I've packed something, which I envision all of you traveling that have your food packed. 
but it's just a visual reminder of what um, my relationship with God is, that if I turn it over, if I sit back and relax, if I pay attention, I follow directions, meaning I'm watching the flight attendants, I'm doing what they tell me to do, I sit in my seat and I claim my seat on that plane of spirituality that, you know what, my life could be better just even if it's just for a day. So great meeting. Love you guys. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you much. So much, Don BD. All right. So we do have some more time on the clock. I can take two more shares. Who else would like to put their name out there? Barb W. Barb W. I think everybody's on that flight, Don. <laughs> All right, Barb W., go right ahead. And then if somebody wants to share after you, we'll have a few more minutes. They can be thinking about it. Go right ahead. Thank you for hearing me. Good morning, Barb W., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Illinois. And I was, it, this, <laughs> I, I had to real, in this short two, four, five lines, um, I, I'll personalize it. I'd been seeing and then I had seen, I'm looking, I'm seeing, there's evidence. And still I tell myself, like, I like to tell myself it wasn't true. Well, gosh, what other things have I, I, I've seen and, and, and they weren't true? That, I, what I think is true and not true. I used to think popcorn was a vegetable. I used to think that the dryer was responsible for my clothes getting smaller. And I... I convinced myself that it was just my really creative metabolism, unlike anybody else's on the planet, that that's why I was getting so large. And um, so my sight and my perception of what I see is off. Telling myself it wasn't true, even though there's evidence. Um, my perception is off. I heard on a meeting yesterday that it's a disease of, of, of wrong perception. And I read a quote this morning, and I'll personalize this too. Never question the truth of what I fail to understand, for the world is full of wonders. And it's this world, it's talking here in this paragraph, another kind of flight, spiritual liberation from the world, of problems. And and it may not be the way I like it. I may not be comfortable, but it is the way... God would have me be right now in wherever I am. If it was to be different, it it would be different. I am grateful to rest in that. And so I can't wait to hear um, the the next hour and everybody have a safe journey on the flights. I think that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you so much, Barb W. Okay, we have time for somebody else. Who'd like to sneak in at the end there? Julie I'll K. Share. Who is that? Somebody said I'll share. Okay. That's who I heard. Oh, that. that's Marie. That's me, Marie Ellen G. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary Ellen G. Go right ahead, my dear. Okay. Um, I just want to say in regard to the higher power and all that we've been talking about. Um, I met God in the early nineties and had a spiritual awakening. My life was in chaos at that time, and He showed Himself evident himself all over my life by taking uh, broken pieces and making them, you know, stepping stones and making my crooked path really straight. 
and I was just amazed by him. And, and about 10 or 12 years later, I was crying out about the food and why I hated myself so much. And he evidenced himself again and said, don't hate yourself, it's addiction. And I went into the room and somehow in it, I did not understand that I was actually like, well, let, let me say this. He told me also that uh, I didn't have to fight, that, that I didn't have to get in the ring with this. And what I thought I was doing was not getting in the ring, but I was really fighting outside the ring myself with him on the side. And uh, it's just been recently that uh, I prayed again, like, because I'm all over the place. In years, I hadn't been in the rooms, and he led me back. And I hear the spiritual message in such a deep way. But the thought that I had evidence of God, God had been inside of me, and uh, and still, like, I got lost, you know, trying to do it on my own, but not even recognizing I was doing that. So for right now and for today, and I really want for the rest of my life, honestly, is that I just constantly turn to him, even when I think that um, it's things are starting to be a burden. I remember that, like, they don't have to be a burden. I need to turn to him because... It's like the last, someone said, you know, that plane, when I get on a plane, I'm trusting that pilot. Let him be the pilot. Thank you, everyone. Well, thank you so much, Mary Ellen G. Julie, if you're still there, we got two minutes. Sneak on in. Heard Julie. Julie, somebody. Press star on to unmute if you're still there. Hi, this is Julie Kay um, from Connecticut, and thank you so much for sneaking me in. Um, I was just thinking about how, you know, I have this tremendous commute. Every morning I listen to Vision on my commute, and it really has saved my life. And last year I was interviewing closer to home to avoid the commute, right? And I didn't get any of the jobs I interviewed for, and I got an interview at every job I applied for. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, and even then I was thinking, like, what am I not doing right? What am I not doing right? But what if I was doing everything right? And really the whole point of not getting any of those jobs was to keep this commute because that was God's will, you know, the ability to listen to this meeting and to completely surrender myself for two hours. You know, I listen to you all until 8, and then most of the time I, I get off at 8, and it's just silence. The last hour of my commute is pure conversation between myself and my higher power. And what if God just didn't want me to lose that? And my trying to interview was my own will, trying to force something that wasn't supposed to be. I can see the evidence of my higher power everywhere I look. I just have to open my eyes and be open to the possibility that what I wanted, a different job, and what my higher power wanted for me to stay where I am are, are not always, are never aligned. <laughs> Usually they're never aligned. Um, but I, I, in the past, I just didn't have the ability to see that even in, in things that I thought were not a positive thing for me, there was action on my higher power's part behind the scenes so that I would end up where I needed to be. You know, the time, please. Higher power and not me. So thank you all so much and have a great day. Awesome. Thank you, Julie Kay from Connecticut, for speaking in there and taking us out at the end. 
Thank you to everybody who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Now, if you're interested in hearing the recording again or sharing it with a friend, here's your share ID for today. Write this one down. It's January 12, 2023, and the share ID number is 19,843 for the 7 a.m. meeting. That's 19843. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Vanita L. please read A Vision for You? Yes. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. <laughs>